You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham, and we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. We are here today to continue our study of Colossians. We are going to tackle chapter two. So if you were just joining us for the first time, my name is Chrissy Dunham, and I am here with my ministry partner, Lisa Clark, and we started a journey in the book of Colossians. So if you didn't listen to the introduction and chapter one, I highly suggest you go back and listen to that one first so that you'll know exactly where we are and what's happening. Plus, the first one was so good with so many great, great reminders as we walk in our Christian faith. So Lisa, let me check in with you first today. What is happening over there at Clark America? Well, in Clark America, we are just by the pool a lot, having some grandkids over, doing a little bit of work. You know, it's kind of just a... Normal summer for us, kind of just relaxed and, you know. I love it. I love it. Well, Charlie and I have moved out of a home that we lived in for 22 years. So we are living with our daughter right now and things are a little different at our house as we're preparing for a new place to be built, but all is good. It's a little adventure. It's a little journey and we're excited for it. So you just never know what God has planned for you, Lisa. You just put on your seatbelt and ride it out, right? Yeah. I expect since you're going to be a country girl now that you're going to start talking a little bit more like you're from Oklahoma. I might. I I don't think my Oklahoma has left, but maybe it has. Maybe I sound more sophisticated. No, you you sound very sophisticated. Uh Because I am. I am. Yes, you are. (laughs) All right, Lisa, kick us off with in a nutshell for chapter two of Colossians. Yeah. So I'm in the Holman commentary and I love the nutshell they give before every chapter kind of gives us a sneak peek into the chapter. And here, since we are in chapter two today of Colossians, here's the nutshell. In chapter two, Paul tells the Colossian believers, faithful friends in Colossae, I want you to know that even though I'm concerned about you, I'm delighted to know that you are still standing firm in your faith in Jesus. You received Christ as Lord. Now continue the process of growing up in him. Don't allow anyone to deceive you with fancy talk that promises much and delivers nothing. Remember that fullness is found only in Christ and you participate in that fullness. You have complete salvation and complete freedom in him. So don't allow yourselves to be intimidated into thinking that genuine spirituality is found in keeping rules, having experiences or denying yourselves. All those things foster pride and have no value in keeping the flesh in check. Wow. That could have been a letter for today, right? Right. Isn't that crazy? The Bible is good through all times. There's nothing new under the sun. It's alive. The answers are always here. All right. Well, I will start our reading in chapter two, and I'm going to read verses one through 10. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds like a great plan. 
All right. So Colossians chapter two, verse one. For I want you to know how greatly I'm struggling for you, for those in Lacedia, and for all who have not seen me in person. Because remember, Paul's in prison. I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable. For I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are and the strength of your faith in Christ. For then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, being rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith just as you were taught and overflowing with gratitude. Be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit based on human traditions, based on the elements of the world rather than Christ. Verse 9, for the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ, and you have been filled by him who is the head over every ruler and authority. Yeah, (laughs) that is like a fight song right there. Right. I love this and how Paul is just being so aggressive with them because this church in Colossae is a group of Jews and Gentiles that have come together. They are learning the gospel together. They have set under teachings, but now there's some false teachings that are entering into their congregation. And Paul is letting them know, remember what you know, stand on what you know. My favorite verses are right here in the middle, starting in verse six that say, so then just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, continue to live in him, being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude. So to me, that means you need to live in Christ. You need to be rooted. You need to be in the word of God every day as much as possible. You need to be surrounding yourself with a congregation of people that believe in Jesus Christ. You need to be participating in anything that has to do with Jesus and the church because this will build you up in Jesus. It's going to establish you more in Jesus. And then I love how it says, be grateful, be overflowing with gratitude. And this is what I try to do every single day is to tell the Lord how thankful I am that I know him. And how thankful I am that I live in a country where I can worship him in freedom and I can go to a church and I can go to a Bible study and that he has blessed me with so many friends. The deal is the more that you start to thank the Lord and you become so full of gratitude, you get so caught up in that. God just becomes so much better to you because you start to realize all the good things that he's done even on those bad days. There are many, many days I have to preach the gospel to myself. Right. I have to stay rooted in him and I have to stand on his promises when things aren't going the way I want them to go or I think he needs to take them. And I love that, that if we are 
abounding in that gratitude and we are being rooted in that. And I have been blessed to be raised in a a home that loved Jesus. That's all I've ever known. So it's easier for me. But Lisa, the older I get and the more things that I'm experiencing with my own family and with others, you know, God doesn't give me the results I want all the time. No, he just doesn't. That's not his plan. And I don't understand it. And it can make me mad and it can upset me. But I come back to this, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Let's talk about all the things you've been so good. You've been so good in so many things. This story is not over. This story hasn't ended. You're still at work. So remind me of that. So that's what happens when you're rooted in Christ is you remember the victories that you've experienced in the past, knowing that even though the days ahead look different and they may look darker than normal, that he's still at work. It is not finished. And because I am rooted in him, because I have that history with him, I can stand on that, knowing that. And I think he's trying to remind them here, remember who you are what you know, and who you belong to. Did that sound familiar growing up? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so good, Chrissy. And it made me think. So last night I was at a little Bible study with our class that we teach. And the subject was trusting God in the hard things. And I made the comment and it it just kind of dawned on me that for me, it's almost easier to trust God with the things that I can't do one thing about. I find it harder to trust God with the things that I can manipulate and fix and do my thing. You know, if I can just worm my way into a situation and keep God at bay, I don't have to trust him, right? That's right. And so when it's out of my control, I'm a little more open-handed with it because I know I can't do anything. Man, I need to start trusting him in the little things daily that I want to fix and control and manipulate. And and I think that's what this message is that when when we asked the question last week is Jesus supreme in your life over everything? Then that takes our will and our pride out of these little things on in a day-to-day basis because if I'm trusting God in the little things it's going to be really easy for me to trust him in the big things. I have written in my notes here is probably from the pastor or a pastor or some kind of study I did but and for chapter two of Colossians, how to grow in Christ. And the first one is to give yourself to God's word. The second one is to fellowship with God's church. And the third is to obey God's word. And it's exactly what you were just saying, that it's all about God's word, his people, and growing in our faith. And that's how we're going to be rooted, which is exactly what you were saying How do you root yourself? Well, this is the this is your this is these are your marching orders. <laughs> Right? How do you love God and love others? You give yourself to his word, you fellowship with his church, and you obey his word. And then, and that's how you're growing. And that's how that you're able to rejoice and be grateful when things aren't going like you thought they were. So, exactly right. In verse nine, for the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. And you have been filled by him. Yes. That is the sweetest note from God as a reminder to all of us this day that you have been filled with him. The entire 
fullness of God that mm-hmm. is so hard to comprehend and why mm-hmm. they call the gospel such a mystery. But in the notes of my Bible, I had written this. And again, it's from a sermon or a sure. talk. Sometimes I date it and sometimes I put who said it, but this particular note doesn't have that. It's a simple sentence, which goes exactly with the times that we're living in today. It says, your roots have the ability to influence the environment and the culture you live in. Oh, wow. Right? Whoever said that, it was probably Jack Graham or I I don't know. Your roots have the ability to influence the environment and culture that you live in. It's so true. There is a a Pixar movie that's coming out this weekend and out for the summer. And of course, we all love these Pixar movies and Disney. And it has a very controversial character in it. And I have seen lots and lots of young moms putting it out there. FYI, you may not want to take the kids because this is something that is not Christ-like. This is not from God. This idea is not from God. This character goes against God's ways. And this is probably something you're not going to want to introduce your kids to. If you're not paying attention, you are not, you're going to walk into that movie and wonder, wait a minute, what's happening here? So as ugly as social media can be, as unhealthy as it can be, this is a time that it's good because there are young Christian women waving the flag. I have read reviews. I have heard from this person. Those are women that are rooted in the word of God. They know what the word of God says. And they're saying, wait a minute, this is something we should not expose our children to. And that's what I was reminded of when I saw that we have the ability to influence our environment, and our culture. It's time to stand up and do that because I truly believe the days are short. The days are short that when Christ is going to return and we have got to get the word out and wake people up to what is going on in our culture. And I love that if you are rooted, you're going to speak up and it doesn't matter what people say. Yeah, and you're going to go against the grain too. It's just like not listening to songs you know, music when we were growing up that, you know, my mother would turn off the radio and it's essentially that kind of thing. You know, you just have to make decisions on the daily that reflect your roots. That's right. And there might be a time when you make a different decision or you're willing to give in this area because of this or whatever. But every day we're making decisions. And as Jarrett Stevens said, your every decision we make is either a step toward God or a step away. You know, and as parents and moms and dads, we are leading the next generation and are we leading them well? And so these little decisions that we make on the daily, they start to add up. The bad news as we finish up this first part of, of chapter two in Colossians is that believers were under attack. The good news is that they were standing strong. And it made me think of Ukraine that, you know, they are under attack, but they've been standing strong. They're not relenting. And it's that kind of picture of fighting the battle that's coming your way and standing strong and knowing what you believe and being in it to the end. All right, well, let's read the rest of chapter two here. In him, I'm in verse 11, in him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ buried with him in baptism in which you were 
raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding the festival or the new moon or Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows within the increase that is from God. Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom and self-imposed religion, false humility and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. So he's getting to legalism here. And this is when this, this false teaching that's coming in, they're saying, that's all good. Jesus is good, but here's your roots. Your roots are in Judaism. And so you got to keep all that and you got to really work hard. So for the, for the Jewish believer, that must have not made sense at all because through Jesus, they are freed from all that. That stuff wasn't right. working. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't working. Every, you know, they could not keep the law. That's why God sent Jesus. And so, but these, these, these people are coming in saying, well, you still have to be circumcised. You still have to do these things. And he's saying, okay, regarding circumcising, our sin was cut off. So circumcision is the removal or the cutting off. He's saying your new creations, your heart was cut and Christ is in your heart now. So your sin was cut off at the cross. There's no need for you to be circumcised now. That circumcision previous was showing who you were a family of, that you were part of God's family. Well, now you're a part of the family of God through Jesus Christ. Your sins have been paid and there is no need for circumcision anymore. There was so much about legalism that is in appearances and they were getting caught up in this because these people were appearing to be so religious and so holy and so righteous, but it was all about what they were doing. It had nothing to do with who Jesus is and what he had done for them. We all want to appear good, right? We want to appear clean and free and sanctified, but there it's it's not about anything that we are doing. We are in Christ. So that's the ironic part that all of these things we're doing are just silly. That's because right. Jesus has paid it all. He's done everything. We don't need to do one thing extra. It's the best news ever. Yeah. Two of my favorite verses, well there's actually three, but one is verse 15. When he said he disarmed the rulers and authorities and disgraced them publicly, he triumphed over them in him. 
So there is victory in Jesus. Satan has been defeated. Mm. And any authority or any principality that's trying, you know, there's this there's this battle going on in the spiritual realm uh, between Satan's angels and God's angels, and it goes on all the time. Well, one day that's all going to come to an end because Jesus has died on the cross. He is going to come back for us and victory is ours. So we just have to stay strong because they've already been disarmed. Then it goes on to say in verse 18, let no one condemn you by delighting in ascetic practices and the worship of angels, claiming access to a visionary realm. When I read that visionary realm, it reminded me of dreams that people are having because, you know, we want the gospel to go everywhere, just like he talked about in the first chapter. Y'all are doing so good. The gospel's going out. It's going everywhere. You're bearing fruit. Well, there are some places that we may not get to, that the gospel may not get to, but God has thought of everything. And there are people being saved in foreign countries, India, for example, they are being saved through dreams. God appears to them in a dream, and then there's someone that they go talk to about this dream, and that's one of God's people, and they confirm it, and then that gives them an avenue to talk to them about who Jesus is. So I think there were all these crazy things going on, just like there's crazy things today. You can go have your palm read. You can call a psychic on the phone. If you ever stay up late at night and watch TV, there's all these crazy, crazy commercials that come on. There's all these worldly things going on. And, and just like Paul was reminding them, God is in control of all this. Remember in chapter one, he is all, he, he is everything. He's the alpha omega, the beginning and the end. Like, don't get caught up in this stuff. Keep your focus on the Lord. The other verse I loved is verse 20. If you died with Christ to the elements of this world, why do you live as if you still belonged to the world? Yeah. So just like you had a question in chapter one, that is my question to you and our listeners. So if you really believe all this and you're truly rooted into who Christ has called you to be and all these things that Paul talked about, if you truly died to the elements of this world, why do you live as if you still belong to this world? So that's a challenge to us, right? That we don't look like the world. We don't look like the world in the way we talk, in the choices we make, in the clothes we wear, in the places that we go. People are watching. People are watching. And whether you personally know them, they know you, or they're watching you, or they know you're a believer, or they're, you just never, ever know who you're going to run into or who knows you and you don't know them and they know of you or they follow you on Instagram or they follow you on Facebook and you claim to be a believer. There are so many things that go on. Just this past week, I experienced someone calling me and saying I I was in a beauty salon and overheard some things and I just need to talk to you about them. And she said, the girl that was talking, I immediately got on Facebook and found out who she was. And the first word on her Facebook profile was believer. And the first thought in my head is, why is she sitting here talking about this person? Mm. Why would a believer sit here and gossip in a public place? That'll preach, right? right? That will preach. So this girl knows no one. 
She knows no one, but she recognized this girl from another thing. And, you know, it just went on and on and on. So you never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. We do not need to act like we belong to this world because we don't. And that's a very strong message from Paul. And I think it's a very strong message to our people today. Yeah. Need to be reminded of it, don't we? Yes, we do. Even in the sorrow of this world, that's the message. We don't belong here. You know, these things are happening, but this is not our world. Mm -hmm. We are living for eternity. We are loving God and loving others while we're here. But we, our home is with Jesus. Amen. And so the good things that happen, the bad things that happen, Christ is supreme over all of it. In the Holman Commentary, it gives some applications after chapter two, and I thought they were really good. Here's some thoughts for us as we just wrap this up. It says to involve yourself in a local assembly where you can learn and grow in Christ with fellow believers. I know, Chrissy, you and I preach church. We're church girls. So that's right. We we believe in this. We believe that's in the body of Christ. We believe in weekly worship, corporate worship. It's vital to your growth. So if you're not in a local assembly, a local body of Christ, you've got to find your way there. It's flawed. Oh man, it's flawed. You know, we're so flawed, but we need each other. And that's where life and community happens. That's who you were created for. You were created for community. And so find, find your people, find your local church and, and be rooted where you can grow. The next one is reflect on a regular basis, the essential truths that will keep Jesus central. And those are, those two truths are Jesus is fully God. Just like Chrissy was saying, nothing needs to be added to him. You have fullness in him. Nothing needs to be added to you. Okay, so there's your two truths that you need to reflect on every day. Jesus is our all in all, and we are um, in him and nothing. We don't need to change. (laughs) We are in him and we are good because of what he's done for us. All of the self-help and the self-talk about you are enough. We're not enough if we don't have Jesus. If we have Jesus, we have everything we need. So there's that. The next one is be on alert for false teaching. Don't be naive and think it was just a first century problem. This is in the church today. And so we need to make sure that we're discerning, that we know God's word and we're on the alert. And if things don't measure up with your, your Bible, then go to someone, a trusted advisor in your life, start asking questions. And maybe there is a false teacher in your midst. And so always be aware of that. And then the last one is don't allow yourself to be intimidated by those who tell you that you need something more than Jesus. Just keep growing in your walk with Christ. And I've even been guilty of this, Chrissy, of judging people as believers who aren't doing, you know, all the things. And and I think it's important that we let them just figure that out with God. We can set the bar. And we can do what we feel called to be doing as far as service and loving others and growing in our faith. But we don't need to be judging other believers. We just need to be loving them and making sure that that we are loving others and loving God and doing what we're called to do. Well, I think we've lost Chrissy. We're having maybe just a little bit of a technical difficulty here. So we're going to go ahead and, and just wrap this chapter two up. 
But we hope you've been encouraged today. I think that it's such a good word that we need to be reminded of, of the questions, just like Chrissy said, and just like Paul is saying here, that let's not add anything to the gospel and let's not get wrapped around in legalism and all the things that have appearances of holiness and righteousness. This is a heart checkup for all of us to say, Jesus, are you preeminent in my life? Am I full of you? And if I'm not, be full in my life, Lord. Help me to radiate you, to represent you in all that I do, and help others to see you in my life. And that is just a good word from the book of Colossians and from Paul. So God bless you, and stay tuned in a couple weeks for Colossians 3. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network, and we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydunham.org org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Mm -hmm.